Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Scran, the podcast passionate about the Scottish food and drink scene. I'm your host, Rosalind Erskine, and this is a special partner podcast celebrating the upcoming Royal Highlands show. This Scottish institution returns to Ingolston from the 22nd to 25th of June this year and will showcase the very best of farming food and rural life. The first incarnation of the show took place in 1822 on a site that is now home to the Scottish Parliament. Today, it is Scotland's biggest outdoor event, attracting around 190,000 people and regarded as one of Europe's largest agribusiness shows. It contributed almost £39.5 million to the economy in 2022. Today we're going to talk about the food and drink side of things and I am delighted to be joined by Louise Elder, Royal Highland and Agricultural Society of Scotland Director and Jill Brown, Distiller and Director at Murray Distillery and who will of course be exhibiting at the show. We talk all about what visitors can expect and just why it is a great place for Scotland's producers to do business. For them, it's a perfect case study because they're speaking for four days to people who really enjoy their products. Can I get this in the supermarket? Yes, you can. Or can I get this at my local farm shop? Yes, you can. And it's a fantastic showcase to get that platform for launching products, launching new products, launching new businesses, but also to go back and meet your customers every single year. I'm joined by Louise Elder and Jill Brown and we're going to chat a bit about this year's Royal Highland show. So just to kick off, Louise, you are, now let me get this right, the the Royal Highland Agricultural Society of Scotland director, which is a bit of a mouthful, so it's usually RAS. And I'd just quite like to ask you a bit about the Royal Highland show and its history for anyone that doesn't know. So could you just sort of tell us a bit about that, please? Yes, well, it is organised by the Society, which is a charity. And the society was founded, well, next year it will be our 240th year, but the show has actually been going for 200 years and we celebrated that last year. So really it's an organisation that it's a, um, I suppose it's like a gold standard and we, we're so proud of the Highland Show, but also proud of our charitable remit. So the, the Royal Highland Show is definitely our flagship and we absolutely pull out everything to get that working but we are also a charity and have charitable remits so um, it's it's about education and it's about life um, celebrating that life celebrating farming um, the rural industries and we get to all have a really good time at the show and celebrate what we do and in fact if I just mentioned the food hall started because Hilary Cochran from East Lothian, um, she was a farmer and she had a farm shop. And she, she was astounded you know, in the 80s that although we were celebrating everything about our industry, why were we not celebrating our producers? Now, in truth, 
probably there were a lot less producers then. You know, there were the big categories of, of you know, the, the dairy and meat, lamb. But actually what she was doing was growing, you know, this, this, sm- this smaller producer who maybe it started out as jams, maybe it's and condiments and, you know, rhubarb that you had used, you know, from, from your farm or your small holding or allotment. And she, through the, there's, um, we have a, a president of the society as well as a chair. And um, Jill mentioned it actually uh, when she said that she came from the Highlands and Islands, through the Highlands and Islands Initiative. So our, basically our organisation, it, it was peripatetic, which means that the show moved around the eight regions, but eventually its, its home is now at Ingolston. And what uh, Hillary decided was that when she was as part of the President's Initiative, why, why don't we celebrate Lothian producers? Because I, I know many of them because I have my farm shop. So that's how it started. And she started to replicate that in all the other regions. And so they had their, their first food hall. Um, and, you know, it, it has grown since, since then. So this year it's the Perth region. And we will we will celebrate everything from Perth. We will have you know fantastic afternoon teas. We'll have oat cakes. Um, so that that's who you're meeting, you know, when when you come to the show. And Jill, just bring you in here because you actually have a success story. You've you've got Eva Chin, um, and it launched at the Royal Helen Show. Is that right? So would you like to tell us a little bit about your business and how it all came about and how the Royal Helen Show helped you? So I, I've, been, I've probably got about 20 years of attendance under my belt at the Royal Highland Show, not all as an exhibitor, around 50% of that 10 years as an exhibitor. And I um, started my business and initially attended a couple of days with another stand. And that gave me a feel for the size and the scale of the food hall and the food and drink hall within the show itself. Um, I had a lot of background knowledge before I approached the business and put the business into the food hall so I knew what I was attending. I knew it was four days and it's a fantastic showcase to get that platform for launching products, launching new products, launching new businesses but also to go back and meet your customers every single year and we get trade customers as well as consumer customers. So once I got a taste for it I progressed through to being part of a collaboration and that collaboration was with the Highlands and Islands region when the Highlands and Islands region hosted it and I think there was a a group between eight and 12 of us um, went as a a group of exhibitors to showcase what the Highlands and Islands had to offer and then the following year I attended in my own remit um, having had that experience and it's just allowed the business to grow. We don't go to another event that has four consecutive days of consistent footfall. It's taken its time to, like anything post-COVID, to re-establish itself, but um, the society are backing it and the society are supporting it and we're looking forward to the new things that they've developed this year and it's been great to see the progress that's happened on the showground as well. Um, So my background was livestock exhibiting at the Highland Show um, and then it's transferred into the food hall. So I've seen both sides of it. I've seen mostly from exhibitor sides. And Jill, what would you say is the main sort of difference from the Royal Highland Show compared to other shows? You've talked about the footfall. Is that the sort of main draw for people coming to exhibit? It's the variety that's on offer. So 
it's there's something for everyone if they're coming to the show they can come and watch competitions they can come and see livestock they can see lifestyle they can see gardens um there's a huge talent on display at the highland show and within the food hall we know from previous years and previous customers that um they do come to see the food hall it's one of the main um top three items that they want to come and do when they're visiting the show um, is to perhaps take home some new products that they've not seen before or go back and buy products that they've seen from the previous year. Um, so it's it's there's, there's not another event like it. And I know that the show has this tagline that it's the greatest show on earth, but I, I really do think it is there because of the variety that there is. I just happen to sit within the food sector, which works alongside really well with the arts and crafts that are on display from the first line producers that we've got so for example the fruit that we use within our liqueurs come from Scottish farmers so it's that it's that whole circle and it's that closed loop circle and making that mileage a little bit less and direct to the consumer the support that comes from the society as well in pulling all this together this event there's some exhibitors that we will only see once a year and we'll only see these customers once a year so that allows us to make that connection again and build that relationship and louise just to go um, back to you what what is your background and how did you get to the the point you're at with the um society yeah, so I became a director in 2017. You represent your area, so I am in East Lothian. And at that time, I was a food producer. I produced a rapeseed oil. I really, really enjoyed that. It was a very small diversification from our farm in East Lothian. We're mainly arable. And what I learned was that as a very small producer, it was really important to collaborate So through our local council, which is East Lothian Council, uh, we developed a food group. It was called East Lothian Food and Drink. And we have now 42 collaborations there. And then we would exhibit at the Royal Highland Show. So it was for people who, you know, going to the Highland Show could be a little bit daunting because, as Jill said, it is huge. It's a four-day show. There are approximately 50,000 visitors a day. And... You have to be prepared for that. And obviously going yourself could be daunting. So going as a a food group was really exciting and I really enjoyed that. But then I began to realize that there were food groups all over. There were still individual producers, but they really wanted to be encouraged, celebrated. And as Jill said, there is something unique about it. Being together, you know, just once or twice a year, you are all passionate well, we are all passionate about what we produce and it's kind of such a good celebration of it. And there are many of our members, so from our from our charity, we are a membership organisation of 16,000. Many of our members wanted to exhibit at the show as well. So what you find is that they're just, it's almost like they're friends and family as well exhibiting because they have diversified as well because economically there is, a need, you know, for many farmers to diversify. And I just absolutely love that. So when I was asked to be a a director, because of my connections with food groups uh, and being an ambassador, if you like, I just jumped at the chance. And that was, so you're invited as a one-year director. 
But then you can um, actually, with your group, be elected to be a four-year director. So that's where I am now. And as directors of the, the show, so we're effectively trustees of the charity, but we're called directors of the show. We have remits for our areas and my remit was called the Food Hall. So it's a food and drink committee. But actually, um, that is Scotland's larder. Uh, so I, you can tell how long Jill has been at the show because she calls it the Food Hall. Yes. <laughs> so locals <laughs> know it as the Food Hall. <laughs> but actually, it's, it's, now known, <laughs> it's known as Scotland's larder because guess what? That's what it is. It is Scotland's larder. That's obviously something that's been developed, is Scotland's larder. And, you know, for anyone that's never been before, could you tell us a little bit about that and then maybe some potential future developments that are coming up? Yes. So to find Scotland's larder, basically it's um, off 13th Avenue. So as you come in the, the East Gate, you just head north. And it is a very large hall where we have over a hundred exhibitors. Now we have we have more than that because obviously the regional food groups come and there might be ten or fifteen members there. So we're talking about one hundred and eighty uh, producers from all over Scotland. And as Jill from Ava mentioned, that it's from Highlands and Islands. It's from Ayrshire, Perthshire. It is absolutely incredible um, the number of people who apply. They also come back year after year, which is fantastic. That allows us to work with those producers and see what's working for them. And so we send surveys at the end and we can really then grow the offering. So it's really important for us to, to work with our members, work with our producers and suppliers to, to see what they need. So we have in the hall, completely redesigned it over the last three years, and that's giving us a much more easier movement of people. So because there are so many people in the hall, it can actually work against you. So we worked with producers to widen the aisles and to have um, an area of breakout space where we can have people dwell and have tea, coffee, and just really enjoy the atmosphere. So the, these are changes that we've made, you know, relating to the people who are exhibiting. So um, this year, we're following that same pattern. And we just want people to really enjoy access because, you know, you, you have people with so many families with wheelchairs and easy access. So it really is a pleasant place to, to be and just to savour, to smell, to, you know, to speak to the producers, savour the, the, just the, the freshness of the, of the product and learn about where you can buy that product. So where is your local farm shop or can I get this online? So we also have a food for thought theatre where we then take the produce and then we invite chefs to, to really display the, the goodness of, of Scottish produce. And that's in the, the same area of 13th Avenue. So it really is very, very a vibrant place. And in fact, when you go into the hall, you're almost, it's an assault of, of your senses because the noise, there's such a buzz, just a busyness and people chatting and you know, just enjoying learning about where their food comes from. And Jill, if you had any sort of tips or advice for any other small producers who are looking or, or wanting to get involved, what, what would you kind of say to them? First of all, speak to the show society, speak to the trade stands team, um, find out what's available stand-wise. Visit the show so you can understand 
how stands are laid out, speak to exhibitors as well and find out how many years they've been coming. Um, If you've a new product, it's intense going into the food hall because there are so much variety and so much of a larder and platter to pick and choose from. The seating areas is really great because you can spend easily a good half to three quarters a day in the food hall, going around, learning from the businesses and seeing what produce there is. 50% of my products have been launched at the Highland Show. So it is a fantastic base for launching new products. If we've got something new coming up, we will specifically keep it for the Highland Show. Our target is to be product ready for the Highland Show to launch at the Highland Show. We're coming this year with new products. Um, I'm not going to say what yet um, because that's going to be part of our social media but we've got new products coming this year for the Highland Show slightly different but that keeps our customer engaged and we know that we get repeat sales from that as well there's great opportunities to gather customer data to do customer surveys it's you know it really is about your whole business as a first-time exhibitor I know that there's options that the society will support you with and to find out if there's a regional group as well I was really lucky that my wholesaler exhibited regular at the show so came along to support them for a couple of days selling my product and then got the opportunity to do the regional food group which gave you the confidence because in terms of cost it is one of the more expensive events you've got your fee you've got your accommodation and potentially on the size of stand you also have staff that you need to consider as well um but that's not to say that a small stand is excluded a small stand can do perfectly well amongst all the bigger stands um so i started with a very small stand and have expanded with the confidence that comes from the highland show it's long days so I think the food hall opens at the back at eight and we probably are not away. We're probably a good 12 hours within the food hall every day. There is no other atmosphere like it. As exhibitors, you've got fresh food on hand as well. Great coffee, great scotch eggs, great sausages, great fruit, fruit and yogurt to snack on. So you'll have a good lunch as an exhibitor. Um, that's for sure. If you've not been before, attend. Come for a day, get a ticket, come in. Most of the feedback that we've had from people attending one day, they didn't realise how much there was to do at the show and they need to come for another day. I highly recommend people getting their membership and come for all four days. There's something for everyone to do, as I've said before. And it's great to see the variety that's there, the theatre, the food theatre showcasing the products especially when there's new products coming out as well it's a great chance for chefs to be able to showcase that particular product nice that sounds great sounds very tasty (laughs) so actually going on to to talk about the food louise um can you tell us a bit about the food charter and what all that means yes so it's important for us to be champions of food produce and so we do ask our producers traders to to look at that So because we really wish to celebrate provenance and I think everybody wants to embrace that. But, you know, sometimes you're so busy getting everything together for the show for four days, you're away for four days, you've got to have the product for four four days. And then wait a minute, do you shout about, you know, your provenance and and the fact that you're Scottish? So we just encourage people through our food charter to sell themselves you know, in relation to to us, to Scotland, and what is good, what, what makes the food good. So knowing, first of all, your sources and being able to talk about that. 
we invite our traders to read the charter, you know, and and celebrate by actually telling people, you know, about their locale and and also their farm and and how they they process their food. And I think when people know that story and they would speak to Jill, they know that it's Jill doing everything. Mm -hmm. You know that it's Jill that's working hard, you know, for her region, for other producers, and also to connect with other producers where you might have soft fruit from Angus and you might want to use that in your ice cream or your your East Lothian ice creams are, are using their dairy produce from, from the same area. That builds up, you know, a story and a, and a, a culture that we can celebrate. So then, though, <laughs> you also have to ensure that, you know, your traders are following your food charter because that's what we want to, want to celebrate. So we we do do almost a survey. It's, it's almost like an assurance, you know, are people following the food charter? But then it's it's just a complete cycle again. So it's our, we would like as a charity, as a society, to represent our producers, our suppliers, and our members who have diversified. Therefore, through the food charter, we can actually do this. So then people who come can see, gosh, this is amazing. This really is true representation of Scottish food farming rural life. This is kind of a question to both of you since you've been involved for quite a number of years and obviously the whole thing's been going on for a number of years but personally from my job I can see how much Scottish food and drink has grown and developed but what would you say has been your sort of the main changes or the main sort of diversifications within Scottish food and drink just how, however long you've been involved with the Royal Highland Show because it sounds like a, a great place obviously Jill you've mentioned you can get like good market research and talk to your customers so like coming back year after year what have you seen has been sort of the main developments within Scottish food and drink Louise I'll start with you if that's all right I think for for me is is consistency you know people are they're very innovative in the industry but with some of the challenges of late then they have to almost go back to basics, produce real, real quality and really shout about that. But in that, then there are people who, in terms of innovation, are looking at different products. So there might be um, vertical farming. There might be different choices in, in the food industries. For me, anyway, I, I have seen more oat milk products. We have a new um, Edinburgh company exhibiting um, who have created an oat drink. They have chosen the Highland Show to actually, you know, really, really launch themselves as a business. And another existing company has, for the first time, decided to bring their oat milk. So these are changes, but these are, you know, using local oats to make their oat milk. So I think there are incredible challenges, yet there are still innovations out there. So I love Scottish food and drink because people are extremely hardworking, resilient, yet innovate. As a society, I feel that that's what we should be helping with as well, to to embrace choice, you know, to celebrate the fact that there there are young, you know, young farmers who are saying, well, let's try this. At the same time, the, we do have a fantastic, you know, um, history, legacy within the drinks industry in terms of distilleries. And we will notice that people will diversify into that industry, either through alcohol or non-alcoholic drinks, in fact. So you do have non-alcoholic spirit, but... I think that shows what people are doing. They are surviving. 
people are surviving in, in Scottish agriculture as well. And the other thing is that I think it's a brilliant showcase for those businesses who are doing exceptionally well. You know, so you do find that, you know, there's certain brands of, let's say, crisps, ice cream, fruits, um, cheeses. And these larger companies really, really su support the show as well. And I think they then have a chance to really speak to their, their customers, their consumers and hear what it is. It's for them. It's a perfect case study because they're, they're speaking for four days to people who really enjoy their products. Can I get this in the supermarket? Yes, you can. Or can I get this at my local farm shop? Yes, you can. And so businesses begin to really realize that through meeting the producers and the consumers, um, that really this, this is powerful. This type of collaboration is, is powerful. So although we're all having a great time and celebrating, there's a lot of business to be, to be done by celebrating what's happening in Scotland, the food and drink industry itself. Joe, same question to you. What would you say is sort of the major developments or innovations over the last few years? We have a very challenging year this year at the Highland Show with the growth that there has been in the distilling sector. There's a slight saturation happening for the balance of what's being delivered and the society have a really difficult position where they have space to sell to exhibitors and are being inundated by alcohol producers, not just gin. There's liqueurs, there's rum, there's vodka, there's beers, ciders, whiskies, etc. And they've realised that the show, the Highland Show offers four days of direct consumer access, as well as raising the profile of their products and their brand. So we do have to be innovative. We do have to do collaborations. I was just looking through again the product list. Um, our coffee liqueur that we produce is Scotland's first cold brew coffee liqueur. It's made with um, beans which are roasted locally. So it's that collaboration. The new product that we're taking to the show this year Whilst it's not an, an an alcohol or a drink product, it's done with a collaboration with another smaller company, which allows that circular economy and the growth to then come from there. We've always used um, fruit from our local fruit farm at Wester Harmuir at Nairn. And whilst they don't attend the Highland Show, literally their fruit is there in spirit, in my spirit, with the raspberry gin, the blackcurrant gin and the strawberry gin. So they, they get a little bit of a preview as well. But yeah, there is some tough times ahead for businesses and COVID certainly tested some of the brands to that. And it's having the strong customer relationships that you can build at the show, that innovation and that collaboration. And I think we will see a bit of a return to regional groups or collaboration groups, for example, coming through the shows. And it makes sense, you know, individually to go to the show for the first time is a, a big ask. But to do it as a collaboration, there is a little element of shared cost. Um, and, you know, it's, it's achievable. And certainly going Back to what I said earlier on, if you were thinking about attending the show to exhibit, speak to the exhibitors. It's a hard show. It's a four-day show. You're direct to the consumer for those four days. But there's a great camaraderie and there's a great support as well. So, Louise, I'll just come back to you and ask, can you give us an idea of some of the producers that will be there this year? There are very, very many. <laughs> Too many to list. But in terms of the regional groups... We have Orkney, Argyll, East Lothian. And in terms of this is coming, it's a massive array. So if you want to find uh, salt, seaweed, um, oils, ice cream, fruits, 
gin, rum. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's called Scotland's Larder for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's very, very interesting because at the beginning, you know, when I was asked to be chief steward, we were asked to deliver a survey to all the producers who had arrived. And it took me 40 minutes just to walk around. So that's just me delivering a piece of paper. It took me 40 minutes because there are just so many. But we have a variety of categories. So that's quite important too. So we, as we mentioned, we have the, 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 the distilleries, but we have, you know, there's condiments, there's balsamic vinegars, there's venison, there's, there's cheese. There's people who have won the Scottish Cheese Championships. They will be next door. That's another thing that we do do is that we celebrate the best. So at the show, if you're walking around, you will see people who have, have won awards. That's great to speak to them because they have worked so hard. So the Scottish Championships, uh, which take place at the show as well, they are in the Food for Thought Theatre and the cheeses and ice creams are exhibited uh, and also cultured products as yogurts as well. So you might see that they have been a winner. Please, if you come to the show, which I hope, hope your listeners will, come and speak to them. Why did they win? Where is their product available? How hard did they have to work? We also work with Scotland Food and Drink because we work with them on their excellence awards because this is what you are seeing. You are seeing excellence. So many of Scotland Food and Drink producers will be there. And what we want to do, you mentioned, um, what will we do for the future? We're going to celebrate this, showcase those winners in the hall. So again, you know you are dealing with the best, the richest of produce and the hardest of workers in the in our industry and we you know as consumers we must be very proud proud of that so this is what you're going to see rather than we you know i could name all you know 180 from a spreadsheet but i want you to you know come and discover i want you to say that's my favorite i want i want to take that home and i'm going to buy you know in my local farm shop yeah. uh, which is a good link into how do people get tickets and find out more information and can you remind us again of the dates as well Yes. So it's Thursday, the 22nd of June until the Sunday. And then very easy to get tickets. So you visit royalhighlandshow.org. You can choose multiple days and you choose your transport. I would advise to get organised because it is so so popular. Wear really good shoes and just come and meet everybody. It's a absolutely fantastic celebration now the other thing that we have this year is our app you can find the food hall at scotland's larder on the map you can find the home and gift hall you can find food for thought theater if you wanted to find your favorite producer are they here you can search for them on on the app you can find out about um, the show jumping the sheep shearing the farrier the the, the forestry climbing it's all there on the app. So it is very easy. If you download the app, you can also buy tickets through through the app. But if you prefer, just click click on royalhighlandshow.org and you can choose any add-ons that, that you wish at that time. Well, thank you very much, Jill. We're looking forward to it. It's our annual pilgrimage down to Edinburgh um, for four days. And hopefully the sun shines. <laughs> Gin and tonic always tastes a bit better when there's a sun out. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time, Louise. And uh, yeah, looking forward to see how it goes this year. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thanks to my guests on this episode and thanks to you too for listening. 
I think you'll agree that this year's Royal Highland show is not one to be missed. Scran is a laudable podcast that's co-produced and hosted by me, Ros and Derskin, and co-produced, edited and mixed by Kelly Crichton.